Lumos. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard, former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hiya! Schön, dass ihr da seid. Welcome to Fleur and Bill's field trip to Diagon Alley and Co., at Universal Studios Orlando. This is the fifth episode of Shell Cottage Radio in which we will discuss part two of The Crimes of Grindelwald, which is the second movie of the Fantastic Beasts series. Before we get started, as always, sweetie, how are you? I am wonderful. I'm looking out at, uh, we're in our hotel room, I'm looking out at Orlando, and uh, I got, I don't know if that's the there's, there's several highways out there. There's so many cars. It's crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but in front of it, there are little ponds and pools and greenery and, like, you know, special palm trees. And so I'm feeling good. It's also air-conditioned in here. Yes. It's super <laughs> hot out there. Uh, but uh, it feels good. It feels good to be away on, like, a little, little wizarding uh, vacation, you know? Absolutely. And... Uh I'm glad that we're here because uh, this is like our third or fourth attempt <laughs> to come here. Yeah. Yeah. It's taken us quite some time to get down here. We've, we had this planned last summer and then it got, uh, we had to cancel it. We, we planned it again, I think, for the fall. We mm-hmm. tried that quickly and then we said, okay, that doesn't work. Then we had it scheduled for March and then we were at the airport walking around for, for what, three hours? Yes. And the weather was not cooperating and so they canceled our flight. Uh, we rescheduled it for, for Easter weekend, which actually worked out a lot better because it's much, I don't know, I feel like the, the weather, the climate here is better. And, um, I had Friday off of work, so that worked out right. fine. And we had, uh, the chance to come down here to the Wizarding World and watch the new Fantastic Beast movie. Now we're not covering Secrets of Dumbledore today. Uh, yes, in are. this episode, technically we're covering <laughs> it today. Sorry, this episode, we're going to be covering it in the next episode. So <laughs> we're just getting kind of caught up here. We thought we wouldn't be able to watch it until like Sunday or something. So, but we did watch it right away on Friday and it was, it was great, but more on that later. Right. So this is my first time to Orlando. Um, and I gotta say, uh, that I'm so glad. I don't know why. Um, the Harry Potter part, like the wizarding world, that's like the most amazing part. And it's fun. It's like, okay to walk through the other parts. Right. But that would not, you know, be worth all the traveling and money to come here. But when you walk around the corner, like you see, um, the night bus and you see London, like, Mm -hmm. well, you don't see, like you see, uh, King's Cross and you walk around the corner and there it is diagon alley right and how'd you feel walking in gosh you feel like a little kid again like that was all i wanted as an 11 year old kid was just walk through diagon alley and Mm -hmm. go to all the shops and go to the wizarding bank and Mm -hmm. it's just so I guess like um there's some parts um when it gets really really crowded 
so in, in Diagon Alley, um, it's that makes it feel real. So I had today I had a moment. I was just walking to the bathroom. We hung out at Nocturne Alley for a while because it mm-hmm. was so hot. Right. And that's like that's a pro like a pro tip. I don't know. I can't talk right now. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> that's okay. So I think you're flabbergasted from the Wizarding World experience. I am. Okay. <laughs> I totally am. Yeah. Now if you go to the Wizarding World and it's really hot. Uh, Diagon Alley in general, but also Nocturne Alley is the one of the coolest places. Yeah. Really, like, it's, it's darker chill. and it's very chill mm-hmm. to hang out. Um, so we hung out at Nocturne Alley for a second just to sit down because we've been walking all day since uh, six o'clock this morning. Right. Um, so I walked to the bathrooms, and on my way back, I just walk out and it's just full of people. Uh, they're all swinging their wands because they mm-hmm. want to do the experiences. Families are entering the shops. They're all talking. They're all pointing at the dragon above mm-hmm. Gringotts. And we're, we actually did it. We got ourselves our house robes. So I got oh, yeah. uh, Ravenclaw robes and, and you got the Hufflepuff robes. And I was t- just walking down the road in my Ravenclaw robes. And I, f- I truly had that moment where I felt like I'm a little, little Hogwarts student just looking for my friend and, and mm-hmm. seeing all these families just doing their shopping and experiences together. And it, it felt so real for a moment. And right. um, what we did this morning, and last uh, yesterday, we got up super early since we're staying in a hotel nearby. Um, we get to go in one hour uh, prior to the official park park uh, opening, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Um, and uh, so everyone's trying to get to Hogsmeade and Hogwarts, the Islands of Adven- Adventure Park. Right. Because that's where most of the rides are. For example, the Hagrid ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but so no one um, goes, like a, not a lot of people go to Diagon Alley first. Yeah. And if you want to get really good pictures without anyone in the shot, I recommend going to Diagon Alley first thing in the morning. It is so nice. Yeah. And yesterday we were first in line to get our butter beers. Um, True. Yeah. So we tried out of the what five or six different kinds. We tried the original cold butter beer, the frozen and the ice cream. Mm-hmm. And my personal favorite is the frozen mm-hmm. butter beer. Yeah. So the ice cream is really good too. Um, but the frozen is even better. I thought the frozen was the best. Yes. I, I I liked it too. And I've I don't know if I've never had it before or if I don't I don't remember exactly, but um I feel like last time I just got regular butter beer and the and I don't know if I got the frozen actually. So mm-hmm. yeah, the frozen's really good. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then we got the ice cream later, which was also really good we got two different types of ice cream the toffee i don't know what it's called toffee something yeah and sticky pudding or something like that toffee sticky pudding <laughs> yeah and it was good but then you got the uh butterbeer yeah ice cream and it, was, and it was really good it was yeah. better yeah it was better i liked it yes liked it more so yeah that was cool but i think you're right you know when you get there and you you go in and you can see I don't know. I, yeah, there's no one there. Sort of interrupt. There's a lot more angles that you can get uh, picture-wise and mm-hmm. stuff, and you just really get a cool feel. And you're standing there in Diagon Alley, and yes, yeah, it is pretty cool. I walked past a Hufflepuff um, today, and she was wearing her robes, and I, just, I I felt like waving to her, so I did <laughs> because I thought, 
we're we're from the same school. We probably know each other, so we should probably say hi. You know what I mean? Right. You feel like you're a, you're a student. I'm like, well, she's in my she's somewhere in the you know common room, so I'm gonna wave and say hello. And I think they I didn't really see the reaction, but I felt like that's a nice thing. You, we know each other because we we went to the same school type of thing, right? Which is pretty neat. But yeah, I don't know. Overall, I I think you're right. It's a really good when when we went to Hogsmeade. That was that was fun. Um, there definitely is more rides over there, mm-hmm. and that's if you're into the rides, that's, that's where you want to kind of make a beeline for. Right. I unfortunately had a splitting headache after the, I forgot, I don't know what it's called. It's the one in the main castle. It's the ride where you, you know, you're in there with Harry and everybody, and it was the it was forbidden. Crazy. No, the. It was really like journey. Kind of a forbidden tr- journey. Probably, I maybe. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Um, it is known this by the staff. That's the one where most people get. Or a lot of people get sick and headaches and yeah 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 I definitely did uh, and normally I'm pretty good on roller coasters but like it was bad and then you know afterwards we went and we got food then we went to the theater and so it was it was, it was just a lot and crazy. I'm gonna talk about it later again okay so that was a wild experience yeah 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 but um overall I have to say I loved the waiting line for for um the Forbidden Journey. Just oh, because, yeah. I mean, you kind of enter enter the castle and there's so much to see. Um, and I I really enjoyed the ride itself. Um, and I don't, um, I'm lucky I don't get, I don't really get motion sick or anything. So I could probably do a lot more rides. But after the experience yesterday, I kind of don't want to anymore. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so that was my favorite part. And then yesterday, so we went to Diagon Alley first and Diagon Alley has one, I think one ride, um, which is the Gringotts ride. And that was our first thing we did. That was really cool. I know it's more like, uh, almost like a 4D experience watching a movie kind of thing and everything moves and you get fire and water in your face and... It is really cool, and what I love, love, loved about it was um, that Bill was our hero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not to spoil that adventure for anyone who still wants to go. They've been out for years, yeah. I loved, um, they shot like a lot of the scenes that you see on the coasters uh, with the original cast, and they just mm-hmm. shot a couple of scenes, yeah. And, and Bill was yeah. uh, a huge help. Let me he was. He was a huge help. Thankfully, <laughs> yeah, he he got us through. And he's he's a bank guy, you know. He's a Green Gats guy. So that was yeah. that was pretty. That was cool. And I think I kind of forgot. I totally didn't remember any of that. So when, when we stepped <laughs> in the room, I was like, uh, oh yeah. And you instantly like lit up, and I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, that ride is that ride. That ride also though has not as much of the visual component, which mm-hmm. is what I think threw me off really. There's still tons of visual mm-hmm. to that, you know, with the experience. But for some reason, maybe it was the combination of the two, you know, on that Probably. day that did it for me. Because I had that ride and then the next one uh, had a lot of visual stimulation. Yeah. Um, anyway. But yeah, no, that was cool. Okay. So you liked that. Awesome. Yes. That's awesome. And just experiencing all the little shops. So I do have like a little, I mean, uh, to be honest, it is all they they want you to spend your money there mm-hmm. and you 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 got to come and expect uh 
very high prices for food, for mm-hmm. items, for drinks. But um, that's why, yeah, I would just suggest save up your money and don't worry about it. Because um, that will spoil the experience a little bit if you do worry too much about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just you want to go in there and if you can afford it and you want it or, you know, like like we wanted our robes. I mean, that was something that, that you were like, we really wanted that. So. Right. So uh, I actually, so we came, I wanted, I just wanted a Ravenclaw shirt. Mm-hmm. But the robes, they are expensive. But if you think about it, a shirt you probably wear, you know, here and there. And mm-hmm. then it maybe, you know, gets a little older and you might throw it out or you wash it too many times and you just get sick of it. But the robes, they're like costumes. They're like now yeah. we can just, I mean, they're all you need. Um, For example, I mean, if you, if we wanted to, we could wear them for every Halloween from now on. Oh, and yeah. They're like something you keep for a lifetime. Yeah. And it just felt special to take the time, buy them, get them at Madame Melkin's, right? We did. We went all, yeah. Is that back to Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, And we went back to Diagon Alley. And it was just, it was really cool. We, we, we put them on. We tried them on in front of the talking mirror that was telling us, yeah. hey, you know, you need to get a haircut. Every hey, time I stepped in front of the mirror, the first thing was something. There, I think there was one or two negative comments. The rest were all positive. Really? Every time I stepped in front of the mirror, it was like, uh, you got to be better tuck your shirt in or oh, yeah. stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. That's but cool. That yeah. was a cool experience. That was a good, it's a, it's a cool little thing like that. It feels really immersive because everything's, you know, talking, things are moving, kids are, are chatting outside. Like that one really feels legit. Like Diagon Alley yeah. does because you actually have kids in costumes, parents taking their kids to go get their different stuff in the different stores, stopping by Gringotts and going for a ride, getting, you know, ice cream, butterbeer, all those different things. Mm-hmm. So the whole, that whole side of the park feels more, not, I don't know, like it's still cool. The other side's cool, but for some yeah. reason I do like Diagon Alley more, yes. you know, I don't know what it is. I, I, yeah, I enjoy it yeah, more. I guess me too. Uh, so two more things. Um, the cool thing is about getting two robes. Um, if you get a gift card for um, a certain price, you mm-hmm. can get. We got a, fr- a wand for free, right. so we pay. We basically paid the price for two robes and got a wand that is worth like what fifty five dollars or sixty. Yeah, almost sixty. Um, yeah. for free. And well, the thing is, you can't. You can't really pick. Uh, from a huge variety it's at the front of the park there is that um, universal store um and whatever they have left you can choose from mm-hmm. and so in the other shop we for example we saw fleur's um wand but it's like it, it is pretty i think it's really cool mm-hmm. we also saw uh what tonks and remus they had yeah, a cool they were wand cool. Yep. um but the ones they had left uh, at the store were two Death Eater wands, just random Death Eater wands. What was the wand that you Slughorn? almost... Yes. Slughorn. Yeah, Slughorn's, <laughs> Slughorn's wand was crazy. there. It yeah. was crazy. I was like, wow, what a what a guy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by the way, Master Duelist. People forget <laughs> that at the, in the last book, he was there dueling away. He chose his side, okay? True. So True. He, was, he was out there doing his thing um which was which was awesome yeah. but yeah then the other one that was left over yes and i thought that was really cool like i i expected wands like i don't know umbridge 
mm-hmm. or Death e- like Death Eaters. Yeah. yeah, nothing special. But Ginny Weasley's wand. Yeah, yeah. So I obviously picked her wand. It's, it's really a good cool. wand. Yeah, it's a really good wand. Yeah, it's very simple, and mm-hmm. you know, if you, it just looks like a, it really looks like a wand, you yeah. know. Whereas like the Slughorn wand, it looks like. I don't know the the device that the guy the Doctor Who guy uses or whatever. Like it looks, looks weird. Like it's like I don't know. It looks sort of fantastical. I don't know. How to yeah, it has it. a silver print. It's like a black. But or it's also brown thick, and it's got yeah. some other embellishments on it that yeah. I was like, that doesn't even really look like a. I mean, it looks like a wand, but it's also just Very a little bit. Yeah. The handles yeah. different. So yeah, and Ginny's a powerful witch. So. Yeah, she is absolutely. So yeah, I was very happy with that. Yeah. And the second thing. Um, we ate at the broomsticks the first thing. We had breakfast at the mm-hmm. broomsticks, three yep. broomsticks. And then today we had breakfast at the Leaky Cauldron. Yeah. And um, breakfast is really like if you go there at six, seven o'clock in the morning and then get breakfast around eight or nine, that's like the best time to get a big mm-hmm. meal because there's no one there and you can right. take a lot of real good pictures of like the Leaky Cauldron looks awesome from inside yep. uh we took so many pictures it looks so cool um and three b- broomsticks is cool too um but we re- we would recommend well if it's not too hot outside there's a little patio on the back yeah where you can sit and have a really good view of the castle right yep you can look right up people actually come into that spot uh just to kind of take photos right they don't even mm-hmm. go into the three broomsticks they just sneak around back and they know it's like a little nook where they can bring their because we did it today um when we got our butter beer yeah our, our frozen butter beer we went back there and we, we took some pictures yeah. by the way you can go check those over at fleur and bill you will see all of our photos over there all of our stories everything we posted right it was a good time but yeah that was that's a really nice little spot i think if mm-hmm. you're early it's still cool and and you get in there and just sort of it's not very crowded yeah 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 but see we also I don't know, the the way you and I eat is a little bit different maybe than, than some people because we kind of move these like, you know, like an eating window around or whatever or we're, we're okay with like pushing breakfast back a notch mm-hmm. or having an early lunch and that works out. If you're willing to do that, then it actually was great. Yes. It's, it's really good because you're you're in those off hours, that, that off time, that's what you're kind of saying, right? Is yeah. That's a, a real good time to go experience those places. I actually wrote that down as a takeaway from Orlando because it can get really crowded. And if you're around so many people all day long, yeah, um, yeah, you just kind of want to get away for a little bit. And what I learned is um, go where most people don't go. Mm-hmm. Get up in the morning and go there at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, th- there was still a lot of people that did that. Yeah, right. But yes, most people will come later. Yes, they will. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> yep. Just, uh, I mean, just a general advice. Sometimes in life, we need to go where most people don't go to achieve our goals. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and one of ours was to go take a lot of photos and really get a, a, a good kind of experience without like a lot of over overcrowding of people you yeah. know that still was cool i mean it's nice to see everybody there and and see everyone out enjoying the park but for me it was like and, and we found this out my first day overstimulation too yeah. many too many stimuli yes if you will and even when you come here there is so much to do around here mm-hmm. that your whole experience is overshadowed by, <laughs> well, FOMO, if you will. FOMO. <laughs> it's oh. real. You feel like 
you just got to be okay with not doing everything here because <laughs> you can't. There's so much to do. You uh, just choose the things that are most important to you, and that's what we did. Yeah. And I'm glad we did. I'm very happy. I don't feel like I'm. I don't really feel like I'm missing out on all the other parks. I mean, we we mm-hmm. walked through Jurassic World. Um, yeah, just a little bit. Just mm-hmm. a little bit, just to get away for a second. <laughs> uh, can I share something too? Yes. That you. So we walked through the Dr. Seuss uh, portion as well, and you saw like thing one and thing two, and you're like, "What does that even mean?" Yeah. <laughs> like, I see this. I see the memes. I see the costumes for Halloween. Uh, Lottie had no idea what any of that stuff was all about. And I thought it was funny, just growing up in Germany, you don't have the Dr. Seuss books and the that culture right. among your kids to like read those. And yeah. I was listing off titles because I was like, Cat in the Hat. She's like, nope. I was like, uh, Green Eggs and Ham. She's like, nope. I was like, uh, <laughs> he's like, that, those are the two <laughs> most popular. And yeah, you had yeah. no idea, which is fine. Yeah, so yeah, I, I also think that might help you too. You're not really missing out on a lot because... I don't know that you didn't experience or watch a lot of those things. Like we saw yeah. the Simpsons and you looked at me and you're like, do you care to go to that? I'm like, I didn't really watch the Simpsons growing up. I wasn't really mm-hmm. allowed to. So if you don't have an experience with it, then it that's, that's cool. Right. And that's also, I think one of the cool things about it, we had people walking up to us and they said, um, <laughs> that one lady was like, she's like, where's this Harry Potter thing, yeah. you know, or whatever. What was it? Harry something pot pot Potter. And I was like, yeah. Uh, and we had the robes on. So I think she knew, what she's like, is it a ride or what? What like what is it? Yeah. You know, she had no idea, and I'm like, no. there you go. You got people who came here for Jurassic Park, or they came here for something yeah. else. You know, the the Avenger or some type of. No, you can't say Avenger. I guess that's that's Disney. By the way, we got made fun of multiple times. Here is an insider tip: if you bring a Disney bag in, because I just referenced Marvels, uh, Marvel, Marvel. I can't I can't speak either. <laughs> okay, uh, but if you bring something Disney related in. They will make fun of you at Universal. Like yeah. they said, you had a rat on your back. Yeah, because you know? we had, yeah we had a little bag. Uh, there is a little Mickey Mouse sign on it. Right, right. And, and Mickey he, is is a mouse. Like, he was like, but, "Excuse me, lady." Uh, and he had a British accent. Yeah, yeah. He was the conductor over yeah. by Hagrid's uh, ride. So that was funny. There was a also rat on your back. Right. Yeah. You had, a, you had a rat on your back. Then also, I was walking. I had set set my bag down. And one of those guys, kind of a, a, a sassy guy, walked out of Nocturne Alley, and he was just like, I forget how he said it, but he was like, really, a Hufflepuff with a Disney bag? Come on. Like, yeah. he just got, like, all kind of, he's like, really? And I was like, oh, my gosh. I didn't even, we didn't even think about that when we, when we it's, it's what our recording equipment was in. We needed an extra bag, and so we took it into the park. <laughs> kind yeah. of kind of funny, though. So Yeah. yeah. But overall, I mean, good experience though, right? You've had a good yes, time. Definitely. Oh, and one more tip. Yes. Yesterday, um, the radar, we tra- so we got the tickets because we were like, okay, there's supposed to be thunderstorms around at like one o'clock. One o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we tried to avoid them, got tickets for twelve forty five. Yeah, well the r- then the radar said there's no rain there's supposed to be no rain at all. Mm-hmm. And we walked out of the theater and literally the moment we got back to the park, yeah, it started pouring. Pouring. It was crazy. And we we're like, what are we going to do? So we went and got ponchos. So if you're mm-hmm. at Universal, the weather here changes so fast. Just bring a really good poncho or invest in the ponchos that you get at the park. They're really good ponchos. They're really They're, good, yeah. You know, like 
expensive like everything there <laughs> but right you can definitely keep like we're gonna keep them we're gonna take them yeah home with us because they're really really good yeah, quality can use them anywhere yeah, yeah they're, they're they're good they're they're not gonna tear real easy and everything like they're right. really good you can reuse them for a long time and what i did then so i took my shoes off um put yeah them in, put them in a bag and uh just walked around barefoot with my poncho and we get massive crowds uh walking to the uh exit right. we were just walking towards harry potter and it's so crazy the rest of the park was empty there was no one there mm-hmm. almost but as soon as you enter the wizarding world part packed there i mean potter people are hardcore hardcore they did not it was leave. pouring and hogsmeade was packed it was yeah. not even like everyone was in the store or at the three no. broomsticks but the street itself it was mm-hmm. packed oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah you know the, uh, what i realized today is that jurassic um jurassic park which mm-hmm. is just behind it yeah is also probably one of the more popular parks and i think probably. people walk through there they, they want to walk through um to get to that park and so it's just crazy yeah just extra crazy over there but but still totally awesome totally worth it there's not as many shops over there either too so yeah. you need to know that i guess like that's something we kind of realized i thought there were more but it just appears like right. there are more of those shops there it's just the rides and stuff so mm-hmm. and and seeing hogwarts which yeah, you gotta do that was so the iconic shot that you yeah. get in front of the castle. we rode the hogwarts express multiple times too oh so yeah back that and was forth. fun and, and we always uh, did it at really good times i mean the yeah. maximum waiting time for us was 10 minutes yeah <laughs> yeah it was fine yeah, I just got to walk through. Mm-hmm. So I think that's worth it, just in my personal opinion, because of the two-park experience and just yes. being able to walk around. And if you get bored with one part, you can pop over there and you yeah. know and stuff. So, yep. yeah, it was good. Really good. Yes. So, all, all right, right, sweetie. Yeah, cool. Well, um, that was a long introduction for today. <laughs> yeah, this was a fun little Wizarding World experience. Yeah. Right. Um, so let's get to our quote quiz. The quote, 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 quote quiz. <laughs> and I <laughs> I asked you not to look at it in the dark. I'm still not looking. I'm, I'm <laughs> not po- no, no, I, I have not unlocked okay. my phone yet. So okay. let's go. What just do we because, got? But just because I know as soon as you see it, you will know it. Okay. But there's a reason why I chose it. So okay. um, here's the quote. 36. But last year, <laughs> last year I had 37. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Okay, yeah. Dudley. Yeah, of course. Our good friend Dudley. Little Dudders. Wow, Dudders. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, can you imagine why I chose that quote for today? Uh, maybe because there's this. You we're at the park and you want to buy everything that you can think of. Yeah, like a spoiled little kid. That I yeah. feel like I, I do feel like a spoiled little kid that you know got taken to their favorite amusement park and just. It's awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> a. Um, kind of fight fight the the urge to buy everything (laughs) yeah i mean so is this are you are you kind of foreshadowing that or or predicting that the next time we come back you're going to be saying things like that to me like last time (laughs) last time we got robes this time we're getting more robes (laughs) i don't know the firebolt (laughs) oh my gosh that was fun. That yeah, oh gosh, we could go on for probably another hour about all the cool stuff we saw yeah. in in the park. That's just yeah. Yeah, but we don't want to bore all the people that have been no. there and know all this stuff. You guys so. know this <laughs> stuff, yeah. So okay, sweetie, uh, you gotta take this away. Yeah. Take it away, Ernie. Um, for the Potter watch without the jingle today because we can't connect my phone to. 
the recorder. Yeah, today's going to be a little different. So uh, Potter Watch is pretty simple today, friends. Potter Watch is that uh, it's it's actually going to be next episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not really going to do it this episode because we are recording both things the same day. And all of the news really has to do with the secrets of Dumbledore. So that's the big news, the big takeaway. We've seen it, and so I, I don't want to kind of say anything talk about all of the reviews out now uh, right. contain spoilers and everything for it so uh, next next episode we'll be diving deep into that some theories some news on on cast and who was in it the box office and how it's doing all those different things I think people here were excited to go see it um, I don't know it's maybe different because we're at a park and we don't have that same even though we're here, it felt like there was still a lot of seats, a lot of open space, a lot of, yeah, you know, just, just in our, our sampling of, of Friday, uh, didn't feel like a lot of people were there. But again, the park's right there. So why would you go? I don't know. Right. You know, why would you waste two hours to go to the movie? And we did it because there was supposed to be rain. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we were desperate to see the movie. But but yeah, no. So no major news there. We're going to come up with uh, next episode. We'll, we'll dive into some of the... Uh, the happenings surrounding the new movie. So right, yeah, that's it, sweetie. That's all we got. So uh, we're gonna dive right in, I believe. To yeah, into t- part two of Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So into part two now. Just remember, last time we left off with the kind of the capturing of of Tina Goldstein, right? So she was captured and then she's freed and rescued by right. by Newt. And since I don't I don't have the film in front of me, and again we're recording in this lovely bed. At Cabana Bay. Yeah. By the way, great hotel. If you guys ever want to pop in there. It's huge. It's huge. It's massive. All of them are on the resort. It's absolutely <laughs> yeah. massive. But this one's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, no, so so just sort of major major takeaways. I know you have some points mm-hmm. that you want to kind of go through. So if you want to do that uh, for us, that'd be great because then I can just kind of jump yeah. around. Because really what I want to talk about is this whole um, everything surrounding the story this the, yes, like please. one of the, I th- I think one of the marks against this movie is that people didn't understand or could not follow the half brother half sister situation. But there, but yes. Corvus is the, who they're hunting is not really that person. He's actually a Dumbledore. So Credence is is who everyone's after. But there's so much confusion confusion around who he really is. Yeah, it just doesn't hit. It, I think it's like the delivery. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I want to talk about, and also how it maybe plays into the next film um, slightly. Without spoilers, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about just where we thought um, all of this was going, and then next episode we'll tell you uh, where we think it's all still going. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah, and um, I'm thankful that you want to do that because, like I said, the last couple of episodes it helps me immensely to just go back rewatch the movie and then talk about it because i'm one of those people who just i just tune out for a second during the movie after watching one and a half hours i just i don't know i just my brain just needs a mental break and that happens to be exact exactly at the time when they explain all the family relations and mm-hmm. then i tune back in i'm like oh shoot i think right. i just missed something why did they wh- why are they now there and why are they doing this and why is yeah, this person related, related to, to that person yeah yeah, that happens to me a lot. I don't know. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's good. Why that's I have why. You. <laughs> hey, that's why you have me, and that's also why we have the rewatch and everything. Because right. I learned a few things too in this uh, watching the second half of this. Because mm-hmm. real like rewatchability wise, I think the first one, the first movie has more 
more appeal to me in terms mm-hmm. of something I want to go back and rewatch. Yeah. This second movie really didn't. It's got a lot of darker tones. Mm-hmm. It's not as fun. Um, it just it, it just doesn't feel as good. And I get that that movie. This has to be the kind of the setup for a really good third movie and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's why we don't. You know, it's why the rewatch or the or the sort of re-experience is is good because there's a lot of information in there that that you need to understand going forward in this arc of uh, four to five films, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. So yeah, what, what were some of your what were some of your bigger points or takeaways that you wanted to mention? Because I love this because you always think of like you find little tiny things or you ask questions like, can they operate there? Or why did they do this? Oh, or yeah. like, are, are they allowed to do that? Like, you, I don't. For some reason, friends, uh, Lottie is always questioning the mechanics. Oh yeah, a lot. you know, because she wants. I, you're the person who thinks about like, uh, hold on a second, we're not allowed to do that. You know, you you, you guys said we can't operate there. Um, and cause you, I think, I think it's, it affects your daydreaming, right? Cause you're like, you really <laughs> want to immerse yourself in and you're thinking, yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm just kidding. No. But. Yeah. That's what, something that I noticed. They all just like, so they get to, um, uh, what's the F- Flamel? Yeah. His house, right? To, yeah. Nicholas to, Flamel. To, yeah. To, um, get rid of that or he's extracting or, or, um, trying to pull out that yeah, parasite, parasite from inside uh, the eye of what's his name yeah comma yusuf comma yusuf comma yes yeah. and they're at flamel's house yeah and then safe house mm-hmm. right and then they all um well you see apparitions happening it's actually not the main crew it's um Scamander showing up with the Ministry of Magic. Right. And they're all going to question Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. Theseus. Yeah, that's Theseus, the next And they're all just I'm like, sorry, yes. you know. Yes. Bop, 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 so, bop. yeah, yeah, That was the, the scene where I was like, wow, they're all operating to Hog- Hogwarts. But I guess, like, we see that with the last movie, the last Harry Potter movie, mm-hmm. uh, where all the Death Eaters are. Remember, they're all in front of that bridge mm-hmm. and trying to get in. And that's where they, I mean, they have all their shields shield right. charms up and um i guess that's where they all meet and and i maybe that's the exact like border to where you can apparate and where you can't because later on we see at the end of the movie we see them all apparate to that bridge too yeah also you remember the big shield uh, in, in deathly hallows mm-hmm. that falls down over like there's a um the shield charm mm-hmm. is raised by flitwick right. and everyone yeah. it raises right in the middle of that bridge Okay, yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, it's almost like the split um, for the main entry mm-hmm. way there is like right in the middle. And that's maybe where you can't operate in. Yeah. I also thought, too, maybe you, you change the rules and, and like at one point you could perhaps. And then later yeah. on you can't right. or something. But that probably doesn't work because, you know, it's who knows timeline wise. I have no idea. But, you know, at some point, maybe maybe it was always that way. Maybe you could never operate in there. Who knows? But yeah, cool little observation that you. That you noticed as they were, as they were diving in there. Yeah. Oh, the water dragon. I wanted to mention too the parasite. Uh-huh. You said we were wondering last episode, kind of like, okay, what was that in in Yusuf Kama's eye? You know, what's going mm-hmm. on? And it's this. It's and it's just Newt's knowledge. It's just explained as if like, oh, there must be like a water dragon or something down in those sewers. These are known kind of parasites, and it just is further character bu- character building for him. Yeah. To say, I understand what this parasite is and what it's probably related to and close to. Right. So just yeah. more lore, you know, world yeah. building. Yeah. Just in general, Newt's interaction with the beasts, it's just heartwarming. Newt interacts with the beasts and they, in the end, 
they help him immensely. Yeah. And to save the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> back to Hogwarts. <laughs> um, we see Dumbledore teach defense against the Dark Arts. We do. Yeah. And all I want to say, I guess we all agree that we all would have loved to have Dumbledore as our teacher. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. Would have loved it. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he's entertaining and we both are teachers. It is important to be somewhat entertaining or to care about or, or how to, you know, know how to lead a group. Mm-hmm. And he has that talent. And the way we get to know him when he's the headmaster it, he is cool he's chill he under he knows that students do th- certain things and th- they're just kids and he always has this little sp- i don't know sparkle in his eye when it comes to you know when when harry and, and ron and hermione they sometimes don't exactly follow the rules mm-hmm. so yeah he's just that i don't know he gets it old kid you know he's he just mm-hmm. he knows he's super powerful smart he likes to be goofy too and, and Yeah, he's got like a confidence about him. Yeah. And, and he's also someone that the kids can kind of relate to, um, but also respect and all that kind of stuff. So McClagan, is that his name? Is that yeah. McClagan? <laughs> uh when when they come in, he's like, you know, he, he's just basically standing up for him. Um none of the kids want to leave. They're they're directed to leave the room and they all look at Dumbledore and they don't mm-hmm. no one moves until he says it's time to move. Yeah. And then yeah. Out they go. Yeah. Um, oh which yeah. Is, you can which definitely. Which is cool. Yep. There is that tension or that the the students, you know, they have huge respect mm-hmm. um, for Dumbledore. Yeah. Uh, one thought that I had when I watched that scene, we obviously all know that lesson already. We've seen that. We've seen Lupin teach that exact same lesson, and I, as a teacher, wondered, did Lupin? Uh, Lupin, Lupin, <laughs> Lupin, yeah. Lupin, just did he get that lesson plan from Dumbledore when he came to Hogwarts? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. So, as teachers, you pass lessons down, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you kind of pass should. them from, yeah. And if something works, I say use it, right? I mean, teach them a great how to, lesson. yeah, how to kind of like think about something at the same time that you're going to cast a spell uh ridiculous right and then but at the same time they had to do some mental work with it as well and some focus with the wand so you're actually when you look at that um that exercise that that drill they are using their wand you have to know the wand movement you have to say it at the right time the right way and you have to have a mental image and a Mm -hmm. focus in your mind as well um that's all it's it's just really cool putting it all together yeah it feels like more of an advanced kind of kind of thing to do so uh, yeah it's really cool that that lupin does that and dumbledore we see him do it before i know some people kind of have been critical like oh we've already seen that before mm-hmm. but to me that makes it feel like we liked it the first time we saw it mm-hmm. we like seeing it again we want to see more kids go through an experience yeah. that it, there's nothing wrong with that it was it was really i thought a good thing and then you see it's dumbledore who does it originally that doesn't take away from lupin dumbledore is right. like a, the greatest wizard ever you know i mean so mm-hmm. it's like i mean I, I kind of imagine in 200 years they're gonna be say instead of merlin's beard it's gonna be dumbledore <laughs> you know so like i feel like it's cool but yeah no that was really that's a really good moment in the film yeah yeah and then a large part of the film is um lita's history 
mm-hmm. and we get to see some flashbacks that she has at Hogwarts. Um, it made me question. So we see Lita's real story later on. She is on a boat on her way to the United States. Mm-hmm. But then she was a Hogwarts student. That means she must have come back. Yeah. And I was like, sweetie, do you, do, do you remember how that worked out? Like how that worked? Yeah. You mean, so I, they don't explain really how she gets back other than, um, you know, she, she goes over there and she's on sort of this with, with Irma. She's there with Irma and they're taking her younger brother Corvus over and it's to get him away. So her younger brother is being sent away because Corvus Lestrange is being, uh, he's trying to prevent his son from being killed by Yusuf Kama. Yeah. Yusuf Kama is actually Lita's half brother. They share the same mother. And he is, <clears throat> he's sworn the unbreakable vow with his father. Like as his father was dying, uh, he swore that he would hunt down Cor- the person who Corvus Lestrange uh, loves the most. Right. And that ended up, he thought it was Lita. He goes to, to see Lita. It's not Lita. Not at all. No, he does not. He has no love for his daughter. Yeah. But he has great love for his son. And so, yeah, she, she boards, the, they board that ship and they're just being sent away. And that's, that's, right. that's all it is. Just so he doesn't have to deal with uh, Yusuf Kama kind mm-hmm. of, kind of killing his son. Now we know, we figured out the whole thing. Is it okay? You mean to tell the whole, the whole story here? The whole, yeah, sure. The whole deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause th- basically then, uh, Lita kind of confirms that Corvus was was crying, and she did something that a little kid might do, uh, a real simple thing. Yeah. Just wanted a break for a while and decided, okay, well, let's just switch him with that baby. That baby's really quiet, yeah. and I'll just switch babies for a second, and then I can just rest in this cabin for right. a little bit, and then I'll switch him back. Right. Uh, they don't really say that, that she was going to switch him back, but I think that's what she was right. going to that's do. Right, that's what a kid would think. Yeah, and they don't really think about the long-term consequences no. it would have if and she didn't, didn't think to, yeah, exactly yeah. we're on a ship didn't think that anything bad would happen just wanted a break from all of the crying and everything so the switch happens and then the ship goes down um everyone makes it off actually they're on two little kind of boats mm-hmm. rescue boats or yeah. whatever um getaway boats and you see the one boat go down that ha- she knows that's her brother um, is on the other boat with this other lady that yeah. we, we don't know anything about that lady uh, other than, you know, we know that she had like Credence with yep. her. And so Credence is now with um, with Lita and Irma mm-hmm. and they're still on their way to the States. Yep. And the other boat um, drowns. It, it goes down and Corvus, um, the little baby Corvus goes down with it. Right. So it turns out Yusuf Kama is trying to fulfill this unbreakable vow. And once he learns that the person who he was supposed to kill is gone, he's no more really bound and hunting for that person. He's kind yep. of freed from that from that vow, if yeah. you will, sort yep. of. Yeah, it's 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 a crazy point. I mean, all the all, all the while you're thinking the rumors are because of Tycho Dodonis's pr- prophecy uh, or the predictions that we're going to have this showdown between Yusuf Kama and Corvus Lestrange and that Corvus is actually Credence. And then it's Lita who says, nope, that's actually not him. That's just some guy 
uh, named Credence. It's just some other baby that I happen to save. Right. You know. Um, so there's a new mystery. Yeah. Who's that baby now? Who did? Who was with him? Right. Yep. Yep. Who who was? Uh, yeah. Who was Credence with? Who was the lady that he was with? Uh, what is his last name? Right. Uh, what is his real name? All that kind of stuff. And at the end of this film, we'll just jump to the conversation mm-hmm. because I think mm-hmm. it's fun. We're right here. Aurelius Dumbledore is what Grindelwald yeah. tells him his name is. Right. And he says, your own blood sort of betrayed you. Yes. And, and they um, neglected you and abandoned you and all this kind of stuff. Right. And that's the big lie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just, just a crazy, that whole that whole story is just kind of crazy. And it's just interesting. It all comes down to, like at one point, Tina and Newt are, they have their little their little storyline going on. Um, where they go into the French Ministry of Magic and they're looking for the one that Newt kind of knows this is something that Lita shared a long time ago, that she killed her brother her brother Corvus. So he knows right away when he hears the prophecies mm-hmm. uh, or the predictions of Tycho Dodonis that like, no, that's not Corvus because I know what Lita told me. And if that's true, that's that's the truth. We saw her Bogart change into um, the memory of her brother drowning. Dying, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was that's where that all kind of but oh they get they're in the vault and they find the note that this is all a trap it's all yes. been a big setup to take everybody to the the tombs the right. to the Lestrange tombs and um there Grindelwald is having his big meeting right and it's it's his ultimate goal is to get credence because it's, it's he's a weapon if he's he's figured out who he is he's figured out why he's so powerful he understands the phoenix connection and he's trying to distort and turn that against dumbledore and he wants to use credence against him so that's kind of you know um right that's what we're, his what's big happening. plan and at the same time he he can talk you know speak to his followers and and kind of convey a message there um well see his speech actually i wanted to talk about that it reminds me a lot of umbridge's speech when she first arrives at hogwarts and everything she says sounds very normal very sweet Mm -hmm. If if you're not really listening to her words it's like just a bunch of words that like everyone would be like nodding to and like agreeing yeah. to like oh yeah okay like ron and harry they don't really pay much attention um and hermione is actually the one who can kind of listen behind the line uh, behind the line between the line you, you, yeah, you would normally see uh, say read between the lines right right she can she can yeah. she can kind of understand that it's like political theater essentially yes. and that uh, th- that's that's why that when with when you're listening to people who are persuasive or using rhetorical devices they they do that they're mm-hmm. going to to run a fine line so that way you're going to speak in such a way that regardless of which side you're on it sounds good and it sounds a- appealing right right and those who are with you they hear what they want to hear in it and they are like yep i hear that that's th- so Queenie heard what she wanted to hear. Right. She didn't yeah. hear the other things that were right. there as well because she was listening for something in particular. Yeah. And he included, he wove that in there. This whole speech starts off with him mm-hmm. being like, you know, I'm not, I don't hate muggles. Yes. Right. At all. <laughs> but then it just, it just sort of gets, it's convoluted. It gets, there's, there's, there's complexity to it, but it's also very simple. And it's just something that people 
have that's what political leaders do yeah. i always tell students who and just people in general like with the, the reason they call it political theater is because that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. it's it's this act or it's this show where they're trying to kind of persuade people to believe yeah. this way or that way and even though every side has its bases and you've got your kind of your, your platforms, right. there really is a lot of uh, they're trying to persuade you to get on board with their right. with their thing. So, yeah, you just got to pay attention and, and be mm-hmm. more um, mindful of, of what's being said to you and what's going on just mm-hmm. to be, you know, constant vigilance. Right. Isn't that what? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that what? No, I'm just kidding. But but, yeah, I think it's important to. Uh, to note that too, because his speech, yeah, it really does. Um, it really, it is persuasive and you have to kind of, for it to be believable in this whole arc with uh, the, the fantastic beast arc, you have to understand how did Grindelwald get such a following? How is it that he's able to kind of rise to such power and why do people believe him the way that they believe him? And and we're not going to get into it, but in the next film they'll, they'll cover, we'll, we'll talk more about, about that because it's just, it's fascinating, uh, to see, to see his rise to mm-hmm. to power and how that he's amassing is, his following. That is the big question that people, especially like younger students, always ask. Like, y- you see what that, you know, um, what Hitler did mm-hmm. to the world, and they always ask, how how did people listen to that guy and fo- start following him and, and work for him? Yeah, it's. The power of words, the yes, power of persuasion and manipulation, and right. that's exactly what what Grindelwald does, and it it really has a lot of parallels to to well Hitler, and mm-hmm. he actually reveals that he is a seer kind of um, to everyone because he shows images of the Muggle World War Two. Yes, and yeah, the upcoming war, the upcoming war that he's yes, so foreseen. it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Jacob is the one who says another, no, like not another war. Not another war, yeah, because they've already had one, and 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 it's um, devastating to think they've all lived through that. So that that's the other thing too is that the proximity to World War One and all those fears are mm-hmm. le- are are lying low. They're underneath everything. Um, and then exactly when we study history, that's that's exactly what happened. Is that you mm-hmm. have a lot of manipulation. You have a lot of pull on desperate people um and then fear and then misinformation all sorts of different things that you, that you can use to manipulate or to rile up a base or something so yeah it's why we still you know also kids will always say why do we study history uh, there i'm not going to get into it right now but there are modern day examples of why mm-hmm. of why we study we history things like like people say oh history repeating itself doesn't have it literally have people the reason it it repeats itself is because modern day people will look back to those people and say, "How did they do it?" Yeah, and they'll use their tactics. I yeah. mean, that's literally like, like, like they were good. They worked. I mean, they you know people will will go look into those things, or it's the nature of you can also chalk it up to the nature of 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 uh, humans. It's people, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we study it. We try to raise awareness and things. But yeah, it's it, it's a good point. There is a really that speech is is uh, very interesting. There's so much magical powers being used there too. Yeah. Like magic, like just just his um. Oh, all the like, the whole everything that's going on in in this film. That's the so you've got. We just kind of caught our breath from the Tycho Dodonis prophecy situation, Corvus, and all that kind of stuff. 
They're all right there. Everyone was really interested in that plot line. Yeah. And it's simply to bring you there for this big speech where the byproduct is he gets Queenie because he's, yes. he persuades her. He's also, he just led Credence with this whole bait and, and the uh, everyone talking about Corvus Lestrange to, nope, we don't know who he is, but I do, right? None of them out there could tell you who you are. Yeah. And he kept asking, who am I? Um, he has the answers. Come with me. And, and and I can help you out. So, yeah. I mean, it's just... Um, yeah. It's kind um, of a crazy moment. A lot is. happening. And then one of the most important um, uh, figures in this movie, she sacrifices herself. And she is a yeah. powerful witch. Right. Um, She sacrifices herself, Lita, to save Nude and Theseus. Mm-hmm. And we'll never find out both Scamander brothers are standing next to each other. And Lita looks in their direction and says, I love you. And we mm-hmm. will never find out if she's talking to Theseus, to Nude, to both. Yeah. You know what's crazy, though? So I, I think she was talking to Theseus. I do. I think she also was saying to... to she, you can take it like that love uh, like like maybe a brotherly love for for newt and yes. then a true i, think she d- I yeah. love you to, so to both yeah. of them they they're allowed to hear i love you and yes. and it's also a, a goodbye to, yeah. to to like both of them yeah. all fair because then you see um theseus fight like crazy to try to get down there to her oh yeah if you watch that he's just fighting he's like crazy desperate. to get there and newt knows he knows in that moment yeah. too, like he's He's fighting for his fiance. Yeah. He, and Newt says it in the first film. People change. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he might not even have told his brother about that. Or maybe we don't know all their different dynamics. We know they were kind of like, you know, good not friends. Not on the best and, terms. Yeah. Oh, you mean like, yeah. No, no, Li- Lita and, and Newt. Yes. Like, we don't know how romantic they were, what, whether yeah. they really were romantic. They corresponded. And Newt just sort of says, yeah, he carries that picture around. Maybe because she's the... A person who understood him and he needs and or, or wants that yeah so anyway it was just a, a crazy crazy scene the other thing too i wonder if they're um you know i don't know like the whole pure blood situation yusuf kama and lita lestrange like grindelwald like almost he wants them he wants them in on his on his cause and he's willing to like overlook a lot of well, he, he also gets People are against him and that they're it's he's having to persuade a lot of people to join his cause. So he's not he's he's very sly in it. He's he's not trying to attack. And well, what he does in this, right, he makes the auras attack first. Yes. Baits them in. Oh, yeah. This is it's it's and this is exactly what Dumbledore warned Theseus about. Don't. It's a trap. Don't go. It is a trap. They will then see someone will slip up. You can't control all the elements. And somebody's going to strike first and they're going to strike out of fear because they're outnumbered. The auras were and they kill someone. And that's all Grindelwald needed to say or to to see to have happen. Look, this is what I told you they were doing. Here's proof of it now. Go spread my message. Exactly. Wild, wild. But yeah, Lita, that is such a it's such an awful thing because, um, you know, yeah, now she's kind of like she was this tie between between Yusuf Kama and Credence for a while. Mm -hmm. And then now, like, there is no connection. Credence gets to, get, gets to go do his thing. Yusuf just really realizes, okay, I'm free from all this burden. And he has a half-sister, um, his yeah. mother's child, that he could have 
bonded with and she's gone so that there's there's all of that kind of going on that's uh that's that's sort of crazy because and, and then immediately like uh theseus doesn't have time to really deal and process with everything that's going on they have to go deal with this blue flame dragon situation and exactly. flamel shows up by the way that's one of the funniest moments like when nicholas flamel he shows up saves the day he saves the he saves the day uh, Lally Hicks was in the book and she he was like, I haven't seen service in over 200 years or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, it's time. It's, it's you, right? You've yeah. got to go do something. So he's, he's like, gather around, gather around. Yep. <laughs> and he is, he knows what he, like, I guess just the knowledge base that, that people in that order have is, is really impressive. Right. And they're kind of the top wizards, uh, or individuals in the world that can like, work together for harmony and peace and they they're really powerful people because he's flipping through that book to find lally and trying to find somebody who he can speak with in the, in the safe house yeah and it's just like he, and he he's also talking about he's like it happened just like dumbledore said it would which is interesting because he has a um a globe uh, with a, a palantir mm -hmm. and we yeah. call it lord of the rings <laughs> but like a seeing globe and he can see the future. And I was actually kind of wondering, when Jacob looks in it, he sees the present. He can see things happening right now. As yeah. Like whatever. I don't, I don't know what its properties are or its powers, but like he saw people he cared about. He mm -hmm. saw uh, Queenie. He saw Newt, Tina. And then you have Nicholas Flamel stepping over to it and he sees the future. <laughs> I like right? that you said stepping over. He tur it turns into a little jog. Yeah, yeah, the way he walks yeah, over yeah. was so hilarious. That's cute. I know. Yeah, he's. I was. I was waiting for him to be doing his jog, and then Jacob just like slow, like walked past I know. him. You know, because the speed was so slow. This is funny. That was really funny. Yeah. Sorry. And but, I love uh, their like his relationship with Jacob is kind of cute. Yeah. Oh yeah. He yeah, pats him good. in the ba on the back. Um, at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, he, he does. Just, yeah. yeah. Does this shoulder squeeze? Right. Right. There. Yeah, but he helps him in the end. I don't know. I don't. We don't know this the spell, and I don't have all my resources in front of me now. Uh, that they say, but they drive their wands into the ground, and they they save Paris yeah. essentially. That was his like, call. It's a big, yeah, yeah. Because Grindelwald, right before he leaves, he says like he doesn't like Paris, or I hate I hate Paris, or whatever, mm. and he's just anti Paris, mm -hmm. uh, which is probably another setup too for for things. This whole World War Two connection that they're going yeah. with, and the attack on Paris yeah. and everything. Um, because he he does try to almost destroy all of it, yep. and they they preserve it, they save it. These these wizards. Oh yeah, so. and they they're having a hard time. We see how powerful just that one wizard Grindelwald is, and he goes yeah. against a massive group of Aurors and other powerful wizards. And the my theory about um, Lita is again that we learn throughout the Harry Potter series and this series too that the um protection mm -hmm. so if your motive behind your magic or attacking someone is protecting right. someone else you love that is one of the most powerful um kinds of magic that you have yeah really and that's why i mean lita is pretty powerful but she's going against grindelwald mm -hmm. and all the other aurors they were destroyed in a second by his flames um and she can hold him off for a while yeah and i think that's because she's protecting the people she loves right yep yeah Pr spells where protection is involved or love uh it's an extra level powerful magic so that's pretty cool 
Um, trying to think here at the end, anything else that was really significant. We already talked about like um, Aurelius Dumbledore, the Phoenix showing up. You know, he has a Phoenix, by the way, most of the episode, which I forgot most of the movie. He's got a baby Phoenix. Did you notice that? That little bird that he's got. Um, Credence. Mm-hmm. No, when? Last yep. last movie? This Yeah, this this movie. The Whoa. one we just watched. Crimes of Grindelwald. That was a baby phoenix? Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a real one? A necklace? Or what, do you, what are you talking about? A real one? A little tiny Where baby. was it? On his shoulder? I don't know. Like, what were you? Yeah, I, would you like me to pull it up and show it to you? No, I mean, that's okay. like, no you don't have to. Just okay, uh, he's feeding it and he's talking to Nagini. And he's, uh, it's, a, it's a little... Oh, at the med... Menagerie? Yeah, I, I don't remember exactly where it was at, but he has it. So, and we'll, t- we'll I think in the next episode, it'd be fair to kind of go over more of the connections and go over all of the different. I uh, have a real good spoiler discussion about everything. Right. Um, just once you guys get there, because really now that we figured out some stuff in the next movie, it's it's better to kind of talk about it there and talk about what we what we think is is actually going on right so yeah i guess just additional notes like from the last episode we talked about um tina and credence could be related and that there could be something with the tycho dodonis predictions that still do relate to credence but uh don't necessarily mean corvus lestrange you know right they don't necessarily mean that there's a connection between those two families i think people yeah have mislabeled it like he still might be tied to those prophecies but just mm-hmm. not uh with that family so and that'll that's something we'll kind of save for next episode this episode might be a little bit shorter just because we're not going to go into all that that theory this time but right. it's cool it's a, it's a really cool thing to talk about at the end here i mean he is he's uh at the end of the film he is a dumbledore um it's it's a cool little scene where where Dumbledore is released. He talks about the blood pack that you get from the Niffler, which is really cool, and it's just it's just awesome. You get this whole idea again that Grindelwald. Um, I think Newt says he underestimates things that he deems simple. Yeah, something I like love that. that part. Yeah, um, and so the Niffler would be something that he uh, doesn't really give it much thought or or whatever. But yeah, it got snuck right under his boot yeah. and. Got up in there, and and that was a nice shiny little object, and yeah, away away he goes with the with the with, with the blood pack. So yeah. Dumbledore's uh-huh. shocked that they got it, and um, he really is just trying to. In this movie, you can see Dumbledore was trying to, I think, get Credence back. He wanted Credence to come yeah. to him, and Grindelwald kind of wins this. Credence goes mm-hmm. to him, um, but it, Dumbledore's also trying to kind of like looks like with Nicholas Flamel, he's saying. I, he almost predicted these things. Like these things are, are, are also mm-hmm. happening. And that's that's been a, a big uh, topic or theory is like, how does Dumbledore know all these different things? How can he almost foresee that these things are going to be a problem? Um, is he just that in tune? Nicholas Flamel with his seeing globe mm-hmm. uh, kind of says it hap- it's happening just the way he said it would, meaning Dumbledore. Yeah. Uh, so so does he have one of those those globes? Like how can he see these events is he like doing a sherlock holmes situation where he can just predict stuff mm. so well yeah um yeah so i think that's that's really really cool but uh, i don't know overall this this film is um it's got some really cool cool elements to it it's just got a crazy lestrange story that's fit in there uh that has nothing really to do with credence but also has a lot to do with cre- uh, credence because of the family swap swap oh so, yeah yes you know yep and I love when um, 
Newt and Theseus finally hug after Me too. Lita, you know, passed away. Passed away is the wrong phrase here. Yeah. She gave her life. Yep. For them. And Newt we know that Newt has certain social anxieties. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really know how to deal with people sometimes or right. how to express his feelings to people. He can do it to like beasts and animals, totally different story, but with people he just has his struggles. And I love him like seeing him overcome that for his brother, with his brother. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, after Lita uh sacrifices herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good that was a good moment. And they need that for the next movie. Yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, he actually says in the beginning of this movie too, he says that he doesn't do sides and then he says to his brother, mm-hmm. I've chosen my side. Yeah. Like I've picked a side. And yeah. I'm with you and he's hugging him. So uh, it's sort of Lita's death that that brings them together and then solidifies them against uh Grindelwald for sure. Now they're they're both on the same side. Even though I think Newt always was, he just was sort of, you know, um didn't want to go with the ministry's angle of things. Mm-hmm. And now it's sort of like whatever it takes to bring him down, they're going to. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Any other thoughts on the on the, on the movie? Uh no, I think uh, we're done discussing. I think I may know. Which one do you like better, the first one or the second one? Hmm. Good question. I. Th- mm, I think so. If you had had you asked me before the rewatch i probably would have said number one mm-hmm. but i really really enjoyed rewatching the second one mm-hmm. yeah and i i now would probably say crimes yeah yeah really yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that movie yeah it, it it's cool and there's there's um like i said there's really good information in it and it does answer some questions creates more questions right um so it does a good job i think of of kind of I don't know, stirring the pot, but also trying to answer a few things and right. and uh, keeps the whole Jacob Queenie situation going. It mm-hmm. keeps the whole Newt and, and Tina uh, happening. So, yeah, there, there's a lot to like about it. There's really cool stuff with Hogwarts and things. So I still would say the first one is, is more my favorite mm-hmm. just because of, I don't know, the music, something about oh, it yeah. feels more heartwarming or whatever. Yeah. And this I one ends in, in a nice, like it's it's good to see Dumbledore amazed that he got this thing back that the niffler did this that mm-hmm. uh newt had the success that he had even though there's great loss and everything it's just i don't know it's just kind of a it just pulls you one way or the other it's just yeah. really really tough but I, I do like the first one more but i also didn't mind this one the second time well this is i've watched it several times but in this in this rewatch i, I didn't mind it as much it yeah was, it was good so and what i really liked was the how do you say zuvu Zowu, Zowu, the big giant elephant-sized cat, Chinese okay. cat. Yeah, yeah. That we learned can kind of apparate, uh, even though the uh, ministry has like a, a charm that you know. Um, um. Yeah, that you can't apparate in or out of the the, the grounds or something. Yeah, this apparition, mm-hmm. right? It just it's again shows us uh, there's more powerful beings or at least in some aspects more powerful beings than wizards they can mm-hmm. house elves can apparate yeah yep and they don't care about whatever wizards what kind of spells they cast 
Yeah. Newt, Newt, there's actually, there's a little bit of commentary on it. When Newt is writing about the auras and just writing about the ministry in general to Tina, he kind of slips some of that in there, this disregard, disrespect mm-hmm. for um, the beasts, the, the, the animals that, that he's trying to protect or save or that he's trying to, that he values more than they do. And you really see that in that creature because yeah. it defies a lot of uh, the rules in that building. Yeah. But because it can, because they didn't think of those creatures. They don't really give a lot of thought to them. They think of wizards and and other kind of i don't know um, like like elves or goblins or whatever they're more bound to the rules there and they haven't really thought about those creatures mm. so you're right that, was, that definitely is a, is a cool moment because uh, it can it can just you know jump in in and it seems like it does something slightly different than apparition but it's really cool whatever it's doing you get to yeah, kind of see this really cool yeah you get to see it like portal jump or whatever so yeah it was a really cool moment i love that they also used the little tiny like the bells and little kitty face and then, yeah. you know, it stops that's and really stares cute. at it wide eyed and then they drop it down the suitcase. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And we can see Tina warming up t- uh, to the beasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Starting to appreciate uh, Newt more. So, right. Even though he sees those salamander eyes and we're going to get into more mm-hmm. of all of that. There's a, we have a really cool uh, theory after you guys. So once you've seen, the secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, we will be talking about fire and water. We will be talking about all these different yeah. salamander eye connections and stuff. So that that'll be fun because yeah, there's there's a lot to be uh, unraveled, I guess. Uh, all right, sweetie. So yeah, that's kind of our just our chit chat about the part two of Crimes of Grindelwald. What are your what's your like what do you get lesson of the day or big advice takeaway? of the day? Yeah. Yes. So this is more of a personal story, but it's good advice for all of us, really. Mm -hmm. So we talked about earlier when we talked about our trip to Orlando (laughs) um, yesterday. um, There was a moment after that movie was over. So like we said, we were on the uh, rides before and then we went, had something to eat and went to the movie theater and watched the two hour movie. And so once the movie was finished, we got up and we had to go to the bathroom real quick. So we got up quickly to beat the crowd to the bathrooms. And when I got out of the bathroom, I was looking for you. And you sent me a text. You get, you went to the bathroom downstairs because, I don't know, the upstairs bathroom was just full of people. Um, so I was looking for you and I found you downstairs and you were not looking well at all. And I saw you and I was kind of shocked. And you were like, I'm having such a bad headache. I don't remember the last time it was that bad. And mm-hmm. it's it's almost like when Harry describes his, his headaches, <laughs> when his um, scar is feels like it's it's um, splitting, splitting his head. His head. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you were trying to tell me it is so bad. I, I can't, wa- like, I can't talk. I can't really... Like everything hurts right now and and feels um, dizzy and I didn't so I was like okay you have a headache and then you met, we were um, going back to the park and I didn't know wasn't sure what to do and maybe you're just dehydrated and then you said something about yeah the ride the the forbidden journey is a tough ride because you go back and forth and um, you turn over and and lights flashing it is crazy yeah it's it's a lot for your brain to process and then all 
all that time in the park and then the movies that was a lot and then you mentioned something about i don't know like blood vessels or, or um in your in your head that might i don't know be damaged f- mm-hmm. from a, a roller coaster ride and i was like the worst thing you can do is google things mm-hmm. but that's what we do we just want to know what it is it's like the worst feeling is when you have like a pain in your head or your chest yeah any organs that are super important you know um it just it can be worrying and i i shouldn't have done that but the first thing that pops up on google is like hey if you have a severe headache after a roller coaster ride you got to see a doctor because that might be a blood uh vessel like a rupture popped mm-hmm. Uh, and that can't be, uh, it can't heal on its own. It's got to be treated by doctors or, you know, who knows what might have happened. And I remembered that instant. I read that and I was like, oh my goodness. I remembered a story. I don't know if it was of a distant friend or if it was just, I don't know, someone told me a story of, of like someone who pa- like pa- just passed away because of a blood vessel popping in the head and they mm-hmm. were, d- they just had a bad headache and they, they didn't think anything of it, went to bed and, and I just had that horror scenario in my head that tonight we're going to go to bed in our mm-hmm. hotel. And it was, I can't even describe. It's just when our head or our brain goes to the darkest possible Right, Ex- explanation or outcome yeah. of that pain mm-hmm. and because you were making sure to tell me like this is not a normal it doesn't feel like a normal headache really for that moment after you got up yeah, to really go bad. to the bathroom it was really bad and like my br- i i mean you can you remember that i i really i kind of panicked mm-hmm. i was like if that's the case I- because then you go into that mode where you a- ask yourself or 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 tell yourself if right now if i don't if i choose not to do anything because it doesn't like it's just a headache and later on something happens to you Mm -hmm. i could never forgive myself for not doing something when i still had the chance to so i freaked out i was like we gotta see someone right now right and (laughs) we went to the uh medical medical office uh, or building, whatever, building yeah. mm-hmm. um in the park and they were super friendly they were like okay d- what did you drink what did you eat today do you um regularly get migraines um how do you feel in general and you already so you said uh, you already kind of started feeling a little bit better from just walking slower drinking some water so they um they took your what did they do they Blood pressure, um, right. yeah, just your vitals and just kind of make sure everything's good. Um, sip on some water and then offered me some either Tylenol or ibuprofen. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so th- that was all fine, like your blood pressure. And, and um, that was really good. Um, and uh, we called your sister because your sister is a nurse. Mm-hmm. And I just I was just like, if they gave you a, um, ibuprofen and now you feel better, but it's just, y- you can't really tell if the pain is still there. It still made me nervous. Mm-hmm. And then your sister said something that was really good. Um, she's like, yeah, if your um, blood pressure and um, your pulse is okay, then that's an indicator that 
all your blood vessels are probably good mm-hmm. because if not your body would try to it would show it yes your your um blood pressure what right yeah rise because yeah. it would try to get everything to be working harder to, to right. push it through and stuff yeah right and that made me feel so much better and it's just so important to talk to people anyway so i was still like making sure you were feeling better throughout the day and mm-hmm. that once the ibuprofen wore off that you were still um yeah that the headache would still go away mm-hmm. and fortunately that was the case mm-hmm. and it just taught me or or showed me again like the people you love we just we all are just hoping for time a lot of time with them mm-hmm. but we're not guaranteed that time right and it's just it's just you you got to really be grateful for every day you get mm-hmm. and i was today we walked through the park again and i was so grateful for today just because yeah everything was fine your your yeah. headache went away it was all good and i'm not it's not like i'm not saying it's good to have panic attacks that show you that but before you get that panic attack just be grateful for yeah. that day you get yeah i mean it's i mean probably theseus hope for I more know. days with his fiance. yep he was he was gonna marry her he's gonna marry her yeah and yeah i mean that's yesterday i really i i really freaked out yeah <laughs> they always yeah th- no it's okay sweetie they always say you know like today is the day i mean yeah. today is the day and to yeah what we have is now yeah what we're guaranteed is is right now and so no i i i felt that too and i knew you i i know you worried and panicked and definitely we had a couple panic attacks or whatever and it's okay <laughs> Because we were out and it was hot and we were dehydrated and all sorts of craziness. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you, you do. Now you just appreciate it. And actually, even before that, you know, reminders will come in different different ways. They don't always have to be a panic attack. But no, they'll, yeah. come in, they'll come in different forms. And before that, we had talked more about just we were so worried about the future. Before this trip, we you and I had been worrying about all these different things to come. Yeah. It was just like, wow. We'd stress ourselves out to the point where, yeah, it's, it's like, no, we, we have now. And and we need to focus on today, and and not getting too carried away, because um, you want to plan for the future. You do want to do those things. You do want to have mm-hmm. those moments. But you also want to value your time with mm-hmm. your loved ones and your and the people um, that mo- that matter most in in your life. And yes, and try to find positive energy and uh, yeah, camp out there if you can <laughs> for as long as you can. Because yes. there's there's plenty of of negative energy in the world and plenty mm-hmm. of negative thoughts and things and experience just yeah so i guess it's sort of you know the message is be grateful right yeah. be grateful for the time that you have and and seize the day and uh yeah just uh yep yeah, yeah so. that's all i wanted to say so <laughs> yeah that was a crazy story like my sister was clutch though she was like good <laughs> yes at, at calming us down and everything and making us feel better so yeah thanks sarah yeah shout out to her shout out to my sister <laughs> so um, all right, fr- friends, I think that is it for Crimes of Grindelwald Part 2. Um, I think, yeah, we're going to be diving into the next film, mm-hmm. which is, is crazy. We did these rewatches so that you guys could get ready, get prepared to go in and watch that that uh, third movie, so Fantastic Beasts 3, The Secrets of, of Dumbledore, which, which will be coming out. So, 
But uh, that is it for this week. Thanks mm-hmm. for tuning in to Shell Cottage Radio, 94.7 COZY. Uh, we hope you'll, you'll join us in the future. We do thoroughly enjoy meeting new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. Um, Baboon! <laughs> if you don't want to miss the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and follow on social media at Fleur and Bill. Yeah, thanks for joining Fleur and Bill on their vacation at Universal Studios. We know it can be too much, but it's home.